We'll just talk today. Luke chapter 2, verse 8. We'll start there with a happy Christmas verse. Um, and this is a Christmas kind of message, but you know me, it's, it's always twisted. So uh, that night on Luke chapter 2, verse 8. Verse 8. It was some shepherds, Chris, and they were in the fields. They were in the, and they were in the same country, shepherds abiding in the field, yep. keeping watch over their flock by night. Uh-huh. Keeping watch over their flocks at night like shepherds did. Come on. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were so afraid. And the shepherds were afraid. It's amazing how when God shows up, people actually get scared. You know, but, but you know why? Because uh, most people actually go, God showed up. I, I've been in churches where God showed up and people got nervous. <laughs> There's something about the presence of God that scares the living daylights out of people. And, and, and it's like, man, know why? Because we don't really get in the presence of God much, especially at church. But I don't, that's not my message today. Uh, next verse is verse 10. Let's go. And the angels... And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy. He says, listen, I have some very good news for you and news that will make everybody happy. I got some good news. The angels came and said, listen, shepherds, I know you, I, I, it's, just, it's just the glory of the Lord. It's just, and we're representing God right now. And so here it is. I got some very good news. Now, here's the thing about good news. When it's really good news, people lean in. Like if I told you uh, a new study just came out. Processed sugar is actually good for you. You'd be like, yeah, you'd be all in. Like, you, you know, if, if that link popped up on your phone, you, when you're YouTubing or whatever, you would hit that link to see what they're saying. You, you would lean in. The other day, man, I got, uh, uh, I went to get my gift cards and I went to Kroger's and so I thought about Sam. So I went to Kroger's and got my gift cards at Kroger's and then I went to get some gas. And I got gas for a dollar a gallon. And that guzzler I got, man, I called people like, man, I just got gas for a dollar. <laughs> and they were like, what? How'd you do that? I'm like, listen, go to Kroger and get you some gift cards. It all goes to fuel points. I'm like, Sam taught me that a long time ago, but I've never done it. And it's like, man, so here's some good news. When you need gift cards, go to, when you don't need gift cards, go to Kroger. <laughs> I mean, I'm a Tim Hortons dude, so it's like, I'm going to go to Kroger's and get me like a Tim Hortons car. Because I'm going to go to Tim Hortons anyway. Right. See, I'm going to use the system. Everybody say amen. <laughs> so it's like, man, here, that's good news, man. So if I said, man, processed sugar now is actually good for you, you would lean in so hard. What did he say? <laughs> and, you think, and the thing is, you'll be hoping that it's good. Right? Hoping that it's true. And so the good news, it actually... No, he says, we come to bring good tidings, good news, and it presented something called the gospel. The gospel, is, the word gospel actually means good story or good news. That's what gospel means. Let me tell you something. The Bible did not create Christianity. Amen. Christianity created the Bible. Amen. And so, so what happens was the news became good and then people began, began to document it. He says, listen, Good news has now come to you. Great joy to everybody, not just Israelites. Amen. This good news is for everybody now. Today, verse 11, your Savior was born. 
He is the Messiah. He's the Lord. He's the Savior. Right? This is so good. The Savior is born, and everybody began to lean in. The shepherds actually went to see it. They, leaned, they wished that it was true. This thing about good news, think about Christmas, it's really about this goodness, great news. You know what the news really is? That you have a Savior. But man, it's become so cliche, it's become so irrelevant. People just don't get it. You know what next year, what I'm really praying for? I'm really praying for a mad push for everybody that you love to know the Lord. And that should be the majority of your prayer time next year. Because you know why? They're going to be lost. And you might be their only hope. Pat Magley sent me a thing this morning. He sent me a picture. It was Charlie Brown. He was standing up in Snoopy. He was standing up on this, like a clip, and he was looking up. And he says, Lord, all I want for Christmas is my family and my friends to be saved. Amen. And I went, that's so Pat. But it's like, that's all I want. And how do we do it? Well, we've done a bad job of presenting the good news. And then, or what's happened is at some point in time in your life, it's been corrupted or, or think about it. Most people you run into, they go, oh, yeah, I used to go to church or I used to be Catholic. Or I used, and in some kind of way, the good news, they, they didn't get it. it. Maybe it was presented kind of wrong or maybe it was presented in a way that, that made them feel bad or or, 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 or brought them down, or maybe somebody spoke down to them, or, or maybe they just got their own theology that's just wrong, and, and they, don't, they don't really understand the gospel. What is the gospel? You, you have to be able to give an account for what you believe the Bible says. So if I go, listen, what is the way to the Father? And, and, and Mark, most people don't do that, though. You know what they do? They go into behavior. Well, you know, you try to live a good life and you try to, no, wrong answer. If, if, if you could just gain heaven by doing good, which the Bible says it's easy for you to do good in good situations. Do good in bad situations, then you're saying something, right? But it's like if you can do, if you can like not do bad when people do you bad, then you're qualified as good. And most of us aren't going to do that. So trying to forgive someone who's done you bad or trying to get past someone who's said something crazy about you or whatever and then trying to continue to do that in love, then Jesus says, then you are my children. Amen. Doing good is nothing. But here's the thing. If you can gain heaven by doing good, then why did Jesus come here? <clears throat> why did he give up his heavenly place come here, and then live down here, get ridiculed, and, oh, by the way, he did get crucified. And why would he do all that and die for nothing? You know what, the, one of the biggest issues that stop people from coming to the Lord is they don't think it's good news. They don't lean in anymore. They're not leaning in. Sugar is good for you? Man, fried food is not my issue. Uh-uh, bad food really isn't my issue. But give me all the sugar you got back there. <laughs> I mean, man, cake, pie, cookies. All of a sudden, man, it's like when you get old, it, you just go, I just want sugar. <laughs> you know, just, just give me some, some uh, oh, I got, ooh. Okay. Nicole went to Cheesecake Factory, bought me a whole pineapple upside down pie. 
And so I'm looking at this cake and I'm going, oh. This is what I'm gonna have to do. I'm gonna have to freeze it, keep it frozen, and just take a piece out every once in a while. So I stuck it in my freezer downstairs, and I'm thinking, and it always calls me. I'm upstairs and it's calling me. Like, you know I'm down here, you know I'm down here, you know I'm down here. And I'm like, I know you're down there, shut up talking to me, devil. And, and, and so I had to go down, break a piece, and then thaw it, and then I'll have it. So I had, I've had two so far. And the rest of it's still frozen. And Julian and Courtney are like, can we get something up? That's my, that's my thing. And it's like, man, I'm keeping it frozen. So what I'm saying is, man, I'm le- if, they, if they said it was good for you, man, I would lean in so hard. I would wish that it was so good. And I go, man, how come people don't do Jesus like that? Amen. It's really good news. <laughs> Chris, I don't get it. Right, move to Luke chapter 16. Let me show you this. Luke chapter 16, we're going to stay with Luke for a minute. Verse 16, Jesus says, listen, before John the Baptist came, what did people do? The law and the prophets were they until John. The, 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 all, it wasn't called the Old Testament because it wasn't a Bible then. You, you following me? So he said what they did was they taught the law of Moses, Chris, and, they, and, they, and the writings of the prophet. But since... That time, the kingdom of God is preached, yep. and every man presseth into it. And he says, from the time when the prophets taught to I came to earth. All right, all right. Now, the kingdom of God is being preached. And everybody's leaning in, pressing into it, hoping that it's real, hoping that it's good. And I go, no, they're not. And Jesus is like, yes, they are. When the kingdom itself is being taught, what do I mean by kingdom? The principles of God, the understanding of who he is and who you are in him, the process that God wants us to live by, the system that God wants us to function under, even though we're in an earthly system, he wants us to function a different, different way. See, you become a citizen of something else. He says when the kingdom of God is being really preached, people press their way into it, because it is amazing news. <laughs> but I'm going, no, they're not pressing their way into it. And that's why the biggest churches are the ones who put on the best presentations. Because, and I'm not saying they're bad, but what I'm saying is those are the ones that everybody's pressing into. And, 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 and I go, wait a minute. So what happens is we have to more market because the kingdom isn't being taught really much. You don't even hear people talk about sin anymore, do you? Go online and try to find something about sin. Are you going to really see, unless you go back in the archives, you're going to see people going, this is a great life you can have. Right. I'm here to tell you, man, have, walking with the Lord is an amazing life. Amen. But it ain't always going to be great. Right. You know, so, so, and, and so what, what happens is, though, the promises kick in that it won't always be great, but I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. Everybody say amen. amen. I'll put no more on you that you can bear. Everybody say amen. amen. See, he's got all these things saying life isn't going to always go good, but I'm going to always be good to you. Amen. So it's like the kingdom is, he, Jesus himself is saying when it's really taught, people press their way into it. So I can remember August 3rd, 1983, right around 8.30 or something like that. Man, you know what happened to me? I finally realized something. 
man, I'm a sinner. And I'm pretty good at it, by the way. And it's like this dude up here is telling me that now Jesus can clear me of that. That's some really good news. Because I'm sitting here thinking that something, I was thinking if I just kind of be good or not that bad, however you want to look at it, that, that I should be okay. But something was kept bothering me that I don't know if that's true. But I'm not reading the Bible. I'm not going to church. Nobody's talking to me. Everybody say amen now. So sitting there under the, the stupidity of preaching, someone made me realize something. Man, I'm a sinner. And Jesus can fix that. That's some good news I'm in. Processed sugar good for you? Sign me up. I'm in. And, I'm a, and I leaned in and I gave my life to the Lord. Never look back. Everybody, come on now. Amen. And so what am I saying? I'm saying when the kingdom of God is really preached, people force their way into it because it's really good news. And man, if that's true, I'm in. Amen. I got gas for a dollar a gallon. Dollar. And now, I know it's went down, but a dollar a gallon. Wow, I haven't had that since the 70s. <laughs> Man, I'm old. Uh, anyway, so here it is. He's saying, listen, now, the good news before was only for the Israelites. It was only for people that was of God, so to speak. Now he's saying, everybody's trying to get into it. It's for everyone. Amen. That's why it was so good. Because before Jesus, the Israelites kind of was in God's favor. Everybody else was iffy. Right. They were his chosen people. Well, come on now. But then when Jesus came, he says, I'm changing the game. It's for everyone. The angel said, this good news is for everybody now. So why was it so good? Because, man, Samaritans, Hittites, and, and, and Israelites, and all of them went, you mean I can get in on this now? That's some really good news. How come people don't see it as good news anymore? Well, one part, maybe because it's not really being presented right. Yeah. See, you know how you talk to somebody about God? What do you usually talk to them about? Well, the life that they can have. Right. It's not bad. But I'm saying, here's what we really need to talk to them about. Hey, listen, do you understand what Jesus really did? Because everybody's getting ready to celebrate Christmas tomorrow or today. And they know what they're saying. Oh, gee, keep Christmas, Christ in Christmas, and you know, they're, and they're saying all the right things. Jesus is the reason for the season. They're saying all the right things, but they're not living as if they believe that. Right. I'm not judging anybody. I'm just being truthful. Amen. So then it's like, okay, so what is that happening? What, what does that mean? It means that they really don't understand the gospel. What is the gospel? We lost our connection with God. Nothing was going to die before the Garden of Eden. And after the Garden of Eden, everything dies now. And so, why? Because God said, listen, if you eat of this tree, truly you're going to die. And then they ate of it, and God says, oh, I can't take that back. So now, something's got to die, so that means everything now dies. Do you know that Adam was created to never die? 
But after that, everything dies. And so then he goes, I, so something has to die. So I declare blood. So in the old days, they would take animals and sacrifice it, and it would appease God momentarily. That's why they had to continuously do it. But then when Jesus came, because God says, I'm the only one who can fix this problem. So someone without sin is going to have to fix this problem. So I'm going to have to send my son down there, put him in a peasant girl, make sure the blood doesn't intermingle. All right, all right. Brittany's pregnant. Her baby and her blood are two different bloods. Amen. God says, I'm going to make sure that she use, I use her to get Jesus on the planet and make him a human, but he's going to be all me. His blood is going to be all mine. Amen. And their blood won't intermingle at all. And so he's going to have to be born and he's going to have to be raised. And so then what happens? He's going to carry all of your sin because I'm going to have him crucified. And whosoever believes, hallelujah, sir. God said, I'm trying to make this as simple as possible. Matter of fact, it's probably so simple that people don't believe it. So you're trying to tell people about the Lord and they just don't lean in because maybe the gospel isn't, the gospel hasn't really got them yet. That you are someone who sucks. (laughs) But don't feel bad because we all suck. And thankfully, the father had a plan for our suckiness. And so he sent the son down here to clear this up. You don't think that's good news? And then I had somebody go, well, why do we try to live a good life? Because you can't help it. Amen. Amen. I had somebody the other day was like, man, I, I, I got a chance. To, to, something went wrong and I, I, I got this, this, this extra stuff and I know it's probably, is it a blessing or is it? I'm like, you know, that's not no blessing. <laughs> I, I remember I was, at, I was at a restaurant in California and I was, I was waiting to get my, my, my carry out. And this, this lady was waiting with me and she went in her wallet and they called her first and she pulled her wallet out and all this money fell out on the ground. And I was like, man. So I went over there and picked it up and I'm like, hey, man, you dropped all this. She turned around and she says, oh, my God, thank you so much. And I'm like. Isn't that what everybody would do? She goes, no. <laughs> and I go, oh, you're probably right. Amen. But that's not no blessing. I'm, I'm, thankfully, you dropped it in front of me. Amen. See, you, you can't help it. You become different. You begin to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So don't worry about their behavior. Just get them to the Savior. Amen. Did that rhyme? Yeah. That's pretty sweet. I sound like Dr. Seuss. So my thing is, don't worry about their actions. Don't keep telling them about the life that they need to live and they can have and God can fix your problems. Of course he can do all that. But you know what really touches people's hearts? If you can get them to see the good news. I want you guys to be effective next year. They're doing what? Reaching people. Because you guys aren't effective of it right now. I'm lost. Uh, that was it. Let's go. That to, was it. Let's go somewhere. Luke 1 1. Luke 1 1. Let's go there. I'll read it. Go ahead, Chris. All right. For as much as many have taken in hand uh-huh. to set forth in order a declaration of those things which are most surely believed among us. All right. Let me say this in English. It says, first of all, he wrote to the most honorable Theophilus. And Theophilus was, in, in all accounts, he must have been somebody wealthy. Let me tell you why. Back then, it cost a lot of money for somebody to write something. 
only rich people or, or, or people of affluence or people that were very important were ever written about. Because why? It cost too much and then you had to hire someone. Everybody couldn't read, everybody couldn't write. So it took a lot of money for someone to write an account of your story. So here it is, Luke is writing to Theopolis and he says, many others have tried to give you a report of the things, these things, these things are the things of Jesus that happened among us to complete God's plan. That's what all that Christian said. Many others have wrote about this. And, I, and you go, you think Matthew, Mark, Luke, John? He, no, many people wrote about it. Now here's the big question, why? Because he was just a laborer from a little town. He wasn't impressive. He, didn't, he wasn't rich enough to, and think about it, everybody wrote stories about him after he was gone. All right, so here it is, he's going, listen, I'm writing this account to you so you will understand God's plan. Verse two. Even as they delivered them unto us, which from the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministers of the word. He's saying, listen, what they have written agrees with the, what we've learned from the people who saw all these things happen. They also serve God by telling people his message. They serve God by telling people the good news. Why was Christianity swept across Rome, the Roman uh, 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 territories? Christianity swept across Europe. Christianity slid into, into uh, Egypt and Africa. Man, why? Because people heard it and they went, man, that's good news. And they leaned in. It's like, man, are you serious? I, they had no Bibles to read. Wasn't nobody preaching. It was just people telling people, listen, I got gas for a dollar. Listen, man, I'm telling you, dude, a dollar. I filled my tank up for like $36 in a truck. Uh, did you how? See, I got good news. <laughs> and what happens? Everybody leans in the good news. You want it to be true. And I'm going, man, Jesus, you said everybody's pressing in. No, they're not. Well, why not? Well, maybe because they don't understand the news. Because if you understand the news, what? Are you kidding me? You're trying to tell me that my sins are forgiven. You know why people, most people don't believe in sin. They don't believe in, 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 in the process of the Bible, really. They, they're still under the guidelines of, well, I'm just not that bad. That's why people aren't pressing their way in. Because if that, if, either that or Jesus is lying. And I, I can't see Jesus lying. Everybody say amen to that Next verse. It seemed good to me also. It says, man, it seemed like a good deal to me. I studied it carefully from the beginning, and so I'm in, and so I decided to write it down, this, this total account to you, Theopolis. Theopolis must have been a believer who was converted, who says, man, I need more information. And Luke goes, okay, I'm gonna write all this down for you, but Luke didn't realize he was writing it down for us too. One of many accounts of Christ. You talking about uh, Mark, Luke, John, right? No, he says many. Amen. No, and many means, well, more than half. <laughs> Amen. How do we look at many? Well, if 
If you got uh, like a, a jar of M&Ms, you got many M&Ms. How many is that? I don't know. But if you got five kids, you got many kids. <laughs> so I guess it just depends on what many is, you know? But I'm thinking it had to be more than these few accounts. Amen. These are just the one that they put in this biblical form so we can understand. So he said, Theophilus, I've decided to write all this down in, in an orderly fashion so you can totally understand. That's why, that's why Luke was so precise in his thinking, because he was trying to get this to somebody to get them to understand fully what this is all about, why this event called Christmas was so important. Why was this news so great to people? How come some people don't get this good news? The last verse, Chris says what? That thou mightest know the certainty of those things wherein thou hast been instructed. I did this so that you could be sure that what you have been taught is true, man. Amen. What is that? Well, a savior is born. <laughs> and the beauty is that he's a king. He's bringing a whole nother kingdom. But man, he's not in the palace. He doesn't have a, 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 this vast army that, that follows him. He doesn't, he, doesn't have all the, he doesn't have all the riches or everything a normal king would have. In fact, God had him so humbled. He was, he, you saw the play that they did when, when little Mary picked Jesus off the floor and put him in the, in the manger. They didn't even have an inn to go to. Me and Courtney always pick on Julian now. Do you have any room at the inn? No. <laughs> You don't have no room there. Get out of here. Get you and your wife. Get out. They, they, Jesus came so humbly. He could have been raised in a palace. He could have been born to a princess. No, he was born to a little peasant girl who nobody knew. Amen. How much humble can you be? And here's this man who wasn't even relevant for 30 years. He was only relevant for like three and a half years, and he changed the whole world so much so that he wasn't rich that everybody's writing about him. Why? Because that news was so good. You mean, you mean to tell me this was real? Amen. How have I been able to help so many people come to the Lord? Because I understand the good news. Amen. Now, being able to explain it is the important thing. Amen, somebody. Amen. Go to Luke 5. We're standing in Luke. I'm almost there. Get you out of here. I know you got <clears> stuff to do. Luke 5, Luke 19. Luke 5, 19, Chris, I think. Yep. Let's roll. And when they could not find by what way they might bring him in because of the multitude. Now, let me tell you this story, Chris. What happened was Jesus is at this house. I think it was Peter's house. And then it was packed. Everybody was packing in. I'm sure his house wasn't big. And it was all these people there. And then these people bought this man who was paralyzed. You know the story. They tore up in his roof and began to lower him down. So here's Jesus looking up like, what is the sunlight shining all of a sudden? And all of a sudden, you hear, they hear all this noise, and then they're lowering this guy down. And I can see Jesus going, this is crazy. <laughs> and I can see Peter going, they ain't tearing my house. I knew I shouldn't have had him at my house. <laughs> and, they're, and they're lowering him down into the house, and then they couldn't find a way in, so they lowered the sick guy down in the house. Verse 20. And when he saw their faith, he said unto him, man, Thy sins are forgiven. And so Jesus saw the faith of his friends to go through that much trouble. So that means that 
Man, somebody who knows God, who has faith in God, you can benefit from that. So that means that the people that surround you that don't know God, they can benefit from you knowing God, and they can get their sins forgiven because of you. Because of you lowering them down to Jesus. Because of you ripping up the root, if you have to, to get them to understand who Jesus is. Think about it. He's saying, I saw the, I saw the faith, not of the dude, of the guys who was going through all this trouble to get him to Jesus. <clears throat> Jesus goes, man, these guys got a lot of faith. I can't let them down. Hey, man, your sins are forgiven. And I can see the crippled guy looking up going, I wasn't here for that. I'm kind of paralyzed. I was kind of hoping you'd straighten that out. <laughs> Thank you, but I mean, I was kind of wishing I can walk, you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, think about it. I mean, he, he looks at the guy and goes, who's definitely paralyzed, and he goes, hey, 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 friend, I forgive your sins, man. <laughs> and he's going, how do you answer that? <laughs> Thanks, you know, but I, I would like to, you know, get on my feet, man, you know what I mean? I heard you get dudes up. And I can see the dudes going through all that trouble going, just lower this guy, tell him this man's house, threw his heavy stuff down here, and he just forgave his sins. But Jesus is going, man, that kind of faith deserves your sins to be forgiven. Now, Chris, read me a little further. Let me show you something. And the scribes and the Pharisees began to reason, saying, They always mumbled, and they were always following him around, trying to trick him and catch him, and and proved that he was wrong. Come on. Who is this which speaketh blasphemies? Uh-huh. Who can forgive sins but God alone? He's just going, man, can't nobody forgive nobody's sin but God. <clears throat> He's the only one that can do that. Who is this guy claiming to have the ability to forgive sins like that? Now, they were saying that to themselves, but Jesus knew what they were saying. That's why, I'm going to show you why he did the way he did it. Next verse. But when Jesus perceived the thoughts, he answered, saying unto them, What reason ye in your hearts? Why are you thinking these things in your heart? I didn't hear it, but I know what you're saying. And I can see them going, well, I didn't say anything. <laughs> Let me tell you something really spooky. Sometimes I, hear, I can hear what people are thinking. Amen. Oh, yeah. And here's the scary part, or the good part. I keep loving them. I won't go there. But I, I actually do hear what people are thinking. Not trying to be spooky. I'm just saying I do. Amen. Chris, come on. Whether it's easier to say, thy sins be forgiven. I love this. Or to say, rise up and He rise. says, okay, you guys don't think. He says, what is, what's, easier, what's the easiest thing to say? Your sins are forgiven or to get up and walk? Okay, listen. If I say your sins are forgiven, we ain't got no proof. So he's saying, listen, by me saying that, I know there's no proof. Because that's like some, that's like a kid trying to skip school going, man, I got a headache. (laughs) My head is hurting so bad, man, it don't feel good. And then they haven't thrown up. (laughs) See, if they say, I got a really bad stomach problem, then it should be something going on. You know, you're either throwing up or it's coming out the other way. But if you got a headache, I remember Mark, we'd be at work and we got the migrainers. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, okay. You got FMLA. Every time you get a migraine every Sunday night. Every Monday you got a migraine. Now there's no way to prove it that you don't. So Jesus is saying, okay, which one is easier for me to say, I forgive your sins, which I have no proof, or get up and walk? Anybody can say your sins are anyone can say your sins are forgiven, but listen. To prove that I've done that for him, he goes, so that you may know, this is verse 24, the Son of Man has the right and the power on earth to forgive sins. He goes, listen, he said to the man, stand up, get your bed, and get out of here and go home. <clears throat> the most important thing was your sins forgiven. But to prove that, okay, only God can forgive sins, you're right. So here he goes, okay, now to prove that I'm God, now get up and walk. Amen. But here's the key. The good news really is faith will get your sins forgiven. Oh, but okay, so to put proof behind it, I get up and walk. And the guy goes, oh, thank you, that's what I came here for. <laughs> but now you got a double dose because you actually got your sins forgiven also. Amen. What is the gospel? It's not the life you can have necessarily. It's the simple fact that your sins are forgiven. Amen. Here's the thing about sin. People go, well, I'm sinning against God. No, know what <coughs> sin really means? You really sin against people who are made in his image. Amen. Think about it. When we sin, we're, it's usually individuals involved. Someone we've lied to, someone we stole from, someone we bashed, someone we didn't believe in, someone we said bad things about, someone, and that makes it wrong, right? And so here, are we sinning against God? Well, not directly, but yes, because he made everybody in his image. So when everybody feels really self-righteous and they go, man, I'm, I'm okay, I mean, I'm not that bad, I don't need all that God stuff, I don't need all that church Bible crap. And then you go, man, see, you don't understand the concept of sin. The Bible says we've all fallen short, but okay, you don't believe in the Bible. Okay, so let me, let me ask you this. By your standards, by your standards now, have you met it? Have you met your standard for you? No. Amen. No. Oh, New Year's Eve, everybody's going to go, I'm losing weight this year. No, you're not. No, you're a fat butt not. You're not going to lose no way. <clears throat> Resolutions everywhere. Do you keep them? Vows always made. Do you keep them? You see people hanging over a toilet, throwing up after a crazy night. I'll never do this again. Lies. <laughs> so by your standard, your standard, I'm not judging you at all, but by your standard, have you met the standard for you that you set for you? No. So it's like, this is what the gospel does. It makes us realize that there's some high standard that I will never reach. Amen. But thank God I ain't got to. I love talking to people who don't believe because I chew them up and I spit them out. Amen. Not with the Bible. They don't understand the Bible. But you do understand this factual piece. Let me convince you one thing. You're not good. And I can say that because I'm not good. 
So I'm not bringing it from a standpoint of you should be like the, the <coughs> Christians. Because, man, the Christians got a bad name right now, man. No, it's from the standpoint of, listen, do you understand something? Do you understand that Jesus himself came here, sent from the Father on Christmas Day to do something? He came here for a reason, just not just to walk the earth. And everybody recorded it. And then it spread it. This one man was relevant for three years, and it spread something across the world that we're still talking about today. Why? Because it was just amazing news. And especially at that time, when the world was so hard, and it was so unequal, and it was so segregated, it was so judgmental, and it was so harsh. Man, everybody's went, man, you telling me someone loves me just for me because I'm, I'm a Hittite and I'm still loved, I'm an Amorite, someone still loves me? <clears throat> I'm a woman and I still matter? That's such good news, man. And everybody pressed their way into it, but not now. Last one, Matthew chapter 9, Chris, verse 9. Matthew 9, verse 9. Here it is. Jesus and the disciples, they're going down the road, and, and uh, uh, they come up to a, a, a toll booth, and Matthew's there, and Matthew's collecting money. And, and, and so Jesus went on from there. He saw a man named Matthew, or Levi, sitting at the tax collector's booth, taking tolls and taking taxes. And he says something amazing. He goes, follow me. He didn't say, believe in me. Amen. He said, follow me. If I can get you to follow me, you'll believe it. He didn't say, hey, believe in me. That's, that would have been too much. He, believe in you, who are you? He, he said, listen, follow me. And, and Matthew did something amazing. He goes, all right. Amen. Now, here's why this story is so incredible. Do you realize that Matthew was the blunt of most messages told in the temple? People hated Matthew. They hated tax collectors. They hated anybody who worked for the Romans. Any <coughs> Jew that has began to work for Romans were hated. All the tax collectors worked for Rome. So they had got to the point where even Jesus went, man, them tax collectors are crazy. People didn't like, ta don't, they didn't like tax collectors. And so, why? Because they represented sellouts, man. They were someone who turned away from the Lord. And so they was like, man, turned away from God's principles to begin to lead to Roman principles. So, man, this, Jesus, I can see the disciples going, man, don't, we don't want this, he's part of the thing. <laughs> and here's the amazing piece, Chris. It says, in verse 10, it says, they went to Matthew's house. So Matthew, go, he goes, follow me. And he goes, Matthew goes, okay, where are we going? Your house. What? <laughs> my house? You can't come to my house. They hate me. People that hang out with me, they don't even allow them in the temple anymore. So here it is. They go to Matthew's house, and sinners came, and they ate with him and the disciples. Jesus ate with tax collectors and sinners. Hung out at the party. <laughs> and then what happens? Verse 11, Chris, what were they talking about? And when the Pharisees saw it. And the they... Pharisees are standing in the cul-de-sac because they're not going up to the house. 
and as, but they're following Jesus around. They stop at the, at, the, at the street and they're going, man, look at him up in there with those people, those people, those people. I can't stand that statement, those people. What does that mean? Well, you know, those people. Who's that? Those, I don't like those people. What is, what is that? I asked somebody the other day, I was like, man, you know how those, you know how those people are. What, what people? I don't know, dude. He's like, you know, those people. No, I don't know. I just kept pushing me. Don't, don't be like that. What is those people? It's just people. It's not those. No, there's two types of people in the world, stupid and not. <laughs> but when you talk about those people, it bothers me. That's, that's, that's not my message. So they're standing out there, Chris, and they're going, why is he hanging out there with them? Oh, my God. See the disciples looking out the window going, oh, see, suckers out there, they see us. Now we ain't going to be able to go to the temple. Chris, come on. On hearing this. But, yeah, but when Jesus heard that, yeah, he, heard he said unto them, they that behold need not a physician. He says, listen, I didn't come for people who think they got it all together. I, 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 I'm a doctor. I came to fix the sick. Amen. Hallelujah. If you're healthy and you don't need me, good luck. Because <laughs> everybody's sick. Amen. But if you don't realize it, that's the problem. Yes. <laughs> so verse 13, he says, now go and learn what the scriptures mean when they say, instead of offering sacrifices to me, I want you to be merciful to everybody else. Amen. See, because you're good at offering sacrifices to me. Meaning, I represent the Father, and me and the Father are one. Everybody say amen to that. Amen. So you're good at representing, you're good at giving offerings to God, but you have no mercy for the people whatsoever. You're just better than them, and you look down on them, and you push them to the ground as you ascend up. You don't care nothing about the people. You give me sacrifices, but you don't care about them at all. He says, go find out what that means. And then he says, listen, I didn't come to invite good people as my followers. I came to invite bad people as my followers. Amen. I came for sinners. man. I only want sinners. That's an amazing statement. Because most people say, I got to get myself together before I go to church. <laughs> you can't, stupid. If you can get yourself together, why waste time going to church? You, you don't understand something. God doesn't even want you to be together. Amen. What he's telling these Pharisees who are representing the self-righteous people that probably told other people these stories and they got it totally wrong. So now nobody, nobody, no, nah, I don't deal with that church crap. I used to go when I was young. My mother dragged me to church. Or I used to go to mass all the time. And I don't believe that stuff. Or your husband and your or sitting at home going, ah, you know, still don't get it. Still don't understand. You, you know what? Know what it really is? They think they're good. You need to take him to this verse and go, he says, right, are you good? Yeah, I'm okay. I mean, you know, the police aren't looking for me, you know. I just try to work, you know, take care of my family, you know. I'll, you know, Yeah, I cuss a lot, but, you know, everybody does, you know. Now people think that way. And it's like, and Jesus is going, listen, I don't want you. 
I only want the people who go, you know what, there's some standard that I just can't do. You know what, I, I, know what, man, I realize something? Man, I, got, I don't even have a right to talk to you, really. Because right, you're the holy of holies and I'm me. Nope. I really, I shouldn't even be in your presence. That's why we pray in Jesus' name. And I don't know if we have to always say in Jesus' name, but I'm saying it sounds really good. And then here's the thing, it's like, man, you know what we're saying? We're saying that we don't even deserve to be here. I don't even deserve for you to look out for me. Why? Because, man, I know it's Adam's and he's fault, but you know what? I'm not perfect at all. I mean, mankind fell away from you. And, and how do I know? Because I know how my mind works. I'm not always a good person. Hallelujah, somebody. I should be getting more amens than that. And so now it's like I understand something that Jesus actually came so I can, you try to tell me I'm good? That's good news. I'm leaning in, man. You try to tell me I'm good. Amen. Yeah, you're good. You, you're telling me I'm good, right? Yeah, yeah. Now here's the thing. Learn of me. Amen. If you love me, you'll keep my commandments. Then now start to follow me. Amen. And now that, you got to go rescue somebody else. I'm trying to get you guys to see you are somebody's only hope. Yeah. Only hope. You might be just your spouse's only hope, your co-worker's only hope, your best friend's only hope. They're not going to church, and that's okay. God don't have to send them to church. He just made the, the, the good or the bad a, a thing of them meeting you. Amen. They met you. This is my prayer for this year. The urgency for the kingdom and you seeing people come in it through you will drive you crazy. Amen. Why? Because, man, I'm like, okay, here's Mark. I like this dude. I don't know why. But, you know, Mark, I like this guy. I just met him. We were at this training thing, and we were sitting down, and I just sat down next to him. I didn't even know him. He worked at another plant, and we were learning this new system, and we just started talking, and and I'm like, I like this guy. And in some kind of way, God reorganizes everything, and we end up working together. And I'm like, oh, dude, you're in trouble now. <clears throat> I'm about to change your life, man. By doing what? Well, getting you to work. Not me, but getting you. I'm inviting you to. And you know what it was? It was just the gospel. And it was love. Amen. So now, what happens? Okay, I can check that one off on my book. Bam, got that one. And now everybody Mark reaches, I get credit for that. Amen. I'm trying to get you guys some credit. Because when we get to heaven, there will be crowns given out. Amen. And there will be jewels given out. And I know if you get to heaven and you just get there, you'll probably be happy. But wouldn't you rather really hear, man, you did okay. If you mattered while you were down there. Someone knows me because you know me. And the only way you can do it, people, and I'm, and I'm telling you this to help you out, and Merry Christmas, is by the gospel. What is the good news? The good news is you are now covered for eternity. The good news is if Jesus came back right now, you're good. The good news is, do you believe in God? Yeah. Well, then you believe in hell, too. And a lot of people are going. The Bible says, narrow is the way. Amen. 
and only a few people find it. You ever woke up and just became happy that you know? Because so many people don't know, and you're like, man, I know. I don't know everything, but I know this. <laughs> I know this part. When I see Christmas, it really matters, and that's why I don't like Christmas. Because right. it don't matter. It really don't matter. It matters to some, but most, most people, it don't matter. It's just a day where I get presents and we do all this stuff. But I'm saying, guy, you got to be in it somewhere, because at least everybody's thinking about somebody else. Hey, Christmas stop wars for a day. So, I mean, I can't say it's of the devil, but I do get a little bent because it's like, do you really understand? Do you really understand? Do you really understand? You're celebrating something, but do you really understand what happened? Let me tell you the good news. Here's the good news. Listen, we've all fallen short, man. And even if you don't think so, by your standard, are you a good person? Okay, I didn't think so. So now, can you imagine Jesus who left the deities, left this, his place in deity, left, left this place in heaven. In the beginning was the word, and the word was God, and the word was with God. He was in heaven, and all of a sudden he comes down here for what reason? And you believe he did come here, right? Because you're celebrating Christmas tomorrow. So what reason did he come? When you tell me all I can do, just try to be okay, try not to hurt people that much and try to be good, I'm good. No. no. Amen. Next person under my watch, if I go, how do you get to God? If you go into behavior, I'm going to slap the crap out of you. <laughs> In Jesus' name. <laughs> you got to know. Amen. You got to know what you believe. And that's why people aren't Pressing in, because the good news is not being told. So if in your house, if they announce, listen, you guys no longer have to pay mortgages, are you going to lean all the way in on that? Amen. Everybody in the house is going to go, that's great news. Where do I sign? How come people not doing that when it comes to the salvation in their eternity? So here's Levi. Leap, leap, his Matthew's a sinner. He's saying, listen, this sinner right here, you're, 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 you're all good. We're going to come and eat at your house, dude. That's how good you are. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. Chris, what verse we have? I'm going to get out of here and close him. That was it. That was it? So yeah. he's saying, listen, he, 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 Matthew, I, I, everybody in here, I can do something for you. I came to eat. But I also came so you can go free. I didn't, I didn't come here for everybody who was good. I came for the people who realized they're not good. Everybody say in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Let's think for a second. Because I, I really want you guys to be more effective. Because somebody needs you, man. You're somebody's only chance. They're not going to church. And that's what I was talking to a pastor friend of mine. I know I always say that, but I got a lot of pastor friends. 
I would say acquaintances <laughs> or comrades. I'm not, I'm not calling all of them friends. But he says, man, our Christmas production, man, it brings out so many people. That's why we put so much effort into it, so much money, so much time. And I go, I don't blame you. Because people are packed in to see that. You know what? And then hopefully, they'll, they, they, get, they go, wow, that was really nice. I guess I'll come back. Or, man, their music is really great. I really like that music. I guess I'll, I guess I'll try to, well, how, what did he talk about? Well, I don't really remember, but the music was really good. I like that. Or they bring their kids, and their kids come running up to them at the service and go, oh, we had such a great time down there. And I go, man, there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. But what I'm saying is when COVID hit, why did your congregation drop down 1,200 people? See, because it wasn't really the good news. Word churches, little small word churches, aren't flourishing. Because people don't want the good news. They don't, they don't, no, they don't, they don't know the good news. So, so if you don't have the things set up to, to appease my senses, I'm probably not going to come back. I'm trying to teach Bible, man. Let me tell you something. When it push comes to shove and the devil gets in your face, you ain't going to be able to sing. I, Jesus didn't. Amen. Amen. When Satan got in Jesus' face, Jesus didn't start singing uh, uh, some of your favorite gospel song. He didn't start singing. It was the word that fought him off. It is the word in which you live by. It is the word in which establish you. It is the word in which transforms you. So what are you saying? You don't like singing? Yeah, I like singing and playing and all that stuff. You got to use your gifts in the house. But it is the word that when push comes to shove, that's all I'm leaning on. Because, you know, songs can give me a good feeling. And you know what? I work for a radio station. And I'm saying it, it helps a lot of people. But when, I always, after they, when they always say that song was great, I go, that's great. I'm glad it lifted you up. I'm glad it broke something in you. I'm glad it snapped you out of it. But you are going to need the word to really be able to make a stand and continue to have longevity in God. I've seen many people come and go. You're their only hope. So what do you do? Just give them the gospel. The gospel, people. The gospel, the good news, the great, that good story that happened Christmas Day. Everybody say amen. amen. Come on, let's do 